Hi everyone, and welcome to another week of It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield. Sorry, this episode's a couple days late. Um, I just needed a bit more time mentally um, to have to myself, and I've been super busy ever since the merch sold out. So we have some podcast merch. Yes, we have jumpers and shorts. We now can get uh, everything on pre-order up to a size 3XL. So if you would like to purchase some pre-order stuff, that should come around January 2021. But otherwise, we are sold out of the jumpers and shorts. We've got some mugs and we've got some key rings left. And yeah, it's just been amazing. Thank you all so much for your support. I really, really appreciate it. Um, But because we sold out so quickly, I ended up having no time last week to record the podcast and I've come to Sydney. I'm going to be away for a little while from Brisbane and I had to see all my friends before I went, so my mum, so my girlfriends uh, and now I'm in Sydney. I'm sitting looking out over Bondi. So yeah, it's been a really, really busy week so I apologise for that episode but hopefully you still enjoy it and we'll be back to our usual programming next week and maybe even have a mini episode between now and then. So keep in uh, ear out for that. All right. So there's something that I really, really want to talk about today that made me really irritated and made me realize it was one of those things that make you realize how backward Australia is. So you know how like you go through your life and you're like, did it, did it, did it, did it, did like everyone's like me. Oh, my friends are normal and they're not sexist. Um, and then something will happen. You're like, oh no, like, like we're, we're still pretty fucked. Hey. So for those of you who don't know, including me who didn't know, it was the, what is it again? Is it the brown or the Bronlow? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Some sport thing was on the weekend. <laughs> Someone is like screaming at their, <laughs> at their, in their AirPods being like, it's the fucking brown light, whatever it is. Bronlow, Brownlow. Brown low, brown low. Got it. Just found it on the screenshot. Put it on that first. It's the brown low. Um, it's some AFL thing. I don't really get it. I don't really like sport. And look, to be honest, I don't care for it. Um, but I always love looking at the dresses. Obviously, the wags always look fucking phenomenal. They always fucking kill it. It honestly, sometimes I do fantasize my brown low outfit, even though I don't even know what it's called. But I do think if I was an AFL wag, what would I wear? Um, and yeah, that's always stunning. So Lockie Neal, I think he's in the Lions, Brisbane Lions. No one quote me on that. I'm probably wrong. This obviously isn't a sports podcast, newsflash. Um, but his Lockie Neal won some award. Don't know. Don't really care. Um, again, eh. um, but his wife, Julie Neal, I would assume is her surname, uh, wore an incredible dress. It was like a detailed beaded. It had a, like a nude bodysuit underneath with some corset boning and like it was like intricate beading. She looked beautiful. She looked stunning, like beautiful. And I saw this photo on Facebook. Obviously, as we've previously discussed, the only thing I care about when it comes to the brown though is the wife's dresses. And the comments were disgusting and disgusting from a middle-aged woman, as per. And these are some of the comments that I saw on the post. Now, keep in mind, she is wearing a gown to the Brownlow. The Brownlow obviously is like a fancy schmancy event, but it also is like a fashion event. Like people, it isn't a conservative thing. You know, it isn't her debutante ball. Jesus fucking Christ. Someone said, 
why bother with a bit of flesh-covered glitter? Just go in the nick. Don't they teach you how to be a lady anymore? She needs a deportment teacher like June Daly Watkins. <laughs> like June Daly Watkins. What a very specific fucking request. Now, I take particular issue with this comment. We're going to move on to some others, but I take particular issue with this comment and comments like this that obviously I have received a lot and that I see a lot of women receive online that are on, uh, you know, in the public eye is be a lady. Obviously, Miley Cyrus gets it a lot. Um, I got it a lot. A lot of uh, wags get it as well because everyone seems to dismiss them as real humans. I think partly because of the name wag, uh, their identity is attached to the achievements of a man, but I guess it's a whole other fucking episode. But I hate this notion of be a lady. What the fuck is a lady? What the actual fuck is a lady? Like, like, actually, what is it? I mean, we can go into the traditional expectations of a quote-unquote lady and being classy, um, and I guess that would go back to being meek and mild and not having any sexual desires and kind of being a backdrop for um, a male storyline or being a being without your own identity or without your own thoughts and feelings, just kind of sticking to the status quo of what a woman should be, a stepford wife. That is a lady. But how are we letting these middle-aged women on Facebook, which it mainly fucking is, define what the fuck a lady is? I get it all the time when people saying, be classy. Why the fuck do you care if I'm quote-unquote classy? What does having class actually fucking mean? What does it actually fucking mean? Tell me. I get so fucking angry about this because no one can ever define it. It means what's being reserved, sticking to yourself. Well, I don't want to fucking be that. So I don't want to be fucking classy. I don't want to be a fucking lady. I don't. I simply fucking don't. I have no desire in my fucking life if this means watering down my fucking personality and my sexual desires and wearing a fucking knee-length fucking dress everywhere I go with my hair in a fucking updo. I don't want to be a fucking lady. Get fucked. Oh, my God. It makes me so angry. Also, these people... I don't think are the vision of quote-unquote class themselves. Isn't a lady someone who doesn't speak poorly of others? Isn't a lady somebody who doesn't share their opinions? So what the fuck are you doing saying that this woman who looks fucking amazing wearing a sick dress that is modern and beautiful and elegant, who the fuck are you to say that she isn't a lady? The word be a lady in itself is an issue in obviously fucking gender normative and, and the gender binary, you know. There are drag queens who are more of a lady than you are, fucking Cheryl. Suck my fuck. Oh, my God. I can't stand I hate. I hate that idea. It makes me very angry. It makes me frustrated to see women still being each other's police officers to make sure we all stay in line and be ladies. I honestly want to know what the fuck. I even get women that are around my age, I was on the show and I still do sometimes saying, oh, for God's sake, close your legs, be a lady. Because women don't have the, the emotional, because women don't have the ability to have the full range of motion to open their legs. Fuck off. Fuck off. The way that I sit, what I wear, what I speak about, what I do with my life, what job I do, 
does not define if I'm a lady and if it does, I don't want to be a lady. Fuck you. Fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. This person's name was Jill Kinang. I would like to know. I'm bringing out their full names because they're fucking idiots. Cheryl Daly. Oh, maybe she's related to June Daly Watkins. Maybe we've got that. <laughs> Cheryl Daly says, is that for real? I had to put my glasses on. Okay, Cheryl. I'm glad you were able to see better. Cheryl has a pink polo shirt on in her fucking DP. Then there's this comment, the things you have to wear for attention, eh? Again, you're the one fucking commenting, you dumb fuck. Why the fuck do you care what someone else is wearing? You care because you are fucking jealous. You are jealous that this person is married to a random footballer that got some random award perhaps. I don't really know as previously discussed, but you're jealous that someone Oh no, is younger than you? Can wear these clothes? What are you fucking jealous of? You're trying to up make this woman uphold patriarchal notions of what a fucking woman is because you feel smothered by that pressure. And these people are so fucking idiotic. They don't understand that. They can't even see the irony. They don't have a thought beyond their thought. They don't think I'm having this reaction to to this person in a bodysuit with uh beating on it. My reaction is a fuck. She's a bitch. I find it very interesting as well. I would get messages saying, mm, you should be a lady. I feel so sorry for you. You just want attention. You just want attention. If you feel sorry for me, why the fuck are you trolling me? You don't feel sorry for me. You don't. You think that I'm above you in some way. And these people think that this woman is above them and they want to tear her the fuck down. Because they don't like seeing a woman. Also, it isn't like she was like wearing a Miley Cyrus style outfit circa 2013, which would also be fine. This is a gown. It's a fucking gown. I'm going to put it on the um, it's a lot podcast Instagram because you have to understand. You have to see how how like it's just a normal fucking dress. It's like the same dress that everyone like wedding dress people are wearing now. Like the you can see the boning. You know what I mean? It's just sick. Why do any of you care what she is fucking wearing? This one also grinds my fucking gears. Michelle Mazin. If that was my sister, I would say don't wear it. Be confident and accepting of who you are as a person and don't try to compete with the world. I love who you are. Then someone, a sick cunt, um, replied saying, which is what she clearly is doing by wearing what she wants to wear. So true. Oh, and then Natalie Marrett, another sick cunt, says, "Look like looks like she's pretty confident and accepting of who she is to me. Exactly, ladies. Other person was Susie Arms, the sick cunt. Michelle Mazin was the not-so-sick cunt. If that was my sister, I would say don't wear it. If you were my sister, Michelle, I would fucking cut you off. If my sister told me not to wear something because of being conservative, I wouldn't fucking speak to her. What the fuck are you talking about? My sister tells me not to wear things when they're ugly because she has a degree in fashion design. She makes clothing. So I would say, Jolie, is this ugly? And she would say, yeah, don't wear it. It's ugly. And I go, okay. She would never, I would never have a gown for an event and she would never say, Abby, I really don't think you should wear that. You know, that's going to make cameras there. They might, they might find out that you as a woman, you have legs. They might find out that God forbid you have a waistline. And then the women are going to compare themselves to you and try to bring you down via Facebook comments. Be accepting and confident of who you are as a person. 
obviously she is. She put on that dress and she went out. It seems that you, Michelle, are the one without confidence and without the ability to accept yourself as a fucking woman. Janice, it's, it's sickening that it's all women. It's sickening that it's all fucking women. It makes, I'm like, this is such a small instance of this, obviously, and my anger isn't about this brownlow dress. This is just such a perfect example that you can watch in real time. It's happening right now of women policing other women and what they wear and what they do. It is fucking exhausting. It's so boring as well. It's the most boring chat like this. Janice, women should respect themselves more and not be puppets to what is available. What do you mean puppets to what is available? She should respect herself more. Yeah, she isn't going with the status quo. She is going against the grain. She does respect herself. She loves herself. This idea that you can only respect yourself if you're modest is also fucking sickening and fucking embarrassing. It's disgusting. Saying that what, because she is wearing a wrap leg material and some sheer amazing embroidered skirting, she doesn't respect herself. You can respect yourself if you're wearing all the clothing in the world or none of the clothing in the world. That's how you define it internally. Respect yourself. Fuck. You can respect yourself if you're having sex with 16 people a night, if you're a sex worker, if you're, um, you know, a lawyer, if you're working at Coles, if you're working in hospo, you can respect yourself if you are a virgin, if you're saving yourself, you can respect yourself if you're any kind of religion, you can respect yourself if you're an atheist. You can respect yourself in any circumstance. You can respect yourself no matter who you are or what you're doing. It is not for others to decide if you fucking respect yourself. It drives me fucking mad. I'm fucking sick of it. It's a fucking joke. Um, so, yeah, that's my anger towards that. I had a couple people say they wanted me to comment on it and I was already planning to. So thanks to those people. Um, I think someone sent me some other screenshots of comments, but I can't find them. But yeah, thank you so much for everyone who asked me to speak about this. It does piss me off. What do you think? Go to the It's Lot Instagram, It's Lot Pod to um, let me know. All right. Um, we're going to have a little break and then I'll be back soon. And we're back to discuss something that is very close to my heart and something that in the last week I've spoken about more than I think I ever have in my life. And that is... Yes, eating ass. <laughs> um, so in the wise words of Jenea Aiko, got to eat the booty like groceries. So I spoke about this on uh, Happy Hour with Nikki and Lucy, their podcast. Go check it out if you want to hear us have just an absolute ride of a time. And I guess that was kind of like a more fun, lighthearted interview compared to most that I tend to do. Um, but we ended up talking about eating ass. I mean, as per my general life. And I realized that a lot of people don't eat ass. Me, confused. Color me, confused. So I posted on my stories because uh, I've gotten so many DMs. People have been like, oh, my God, you back to my eating ass. I've never heard anyone talk about eating ass. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, again, I think that I – have had sexual partners that have been really good at teaching me and really good at like making me feel sexually safe so that I'll do things and, you know, kind of like 
they've been like worshipping me sexually so I feel like I can do whatever I want to do and they can do whatever they want to do and it's a very like mutually beneficial moment where I think a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of women in particular, don't feel as though they are allowed to either ask for things in bed uh, or they aren't allowed to ask their partner to do things they would like to do um, because they don't prioritise their sexual uh, experience or their sexual joy and things aren't as joyous, that's for sure. So I'm not saying that all of you want to eat ass and you're like dying to um, eat the booty like groceries, but I do think it's something that a few of my friends and I have spoken about and it's really exciting. So I posted my stories and I said, what do you want to know about eating ass or what is the reason that you don't do it? I think maybe that was a question. What was the reason that you don't eat ass? And let me tell you, there are a few confusions, a few myths. I am going to maybe answer some of those first and then get into technique because I feel like we need to clear the air when it comes to why you don't want to eat the booty. And also some of you took the question as why you don't want to get your booty eaten. And I'll answer those as well. I didn't even think of that. I was talking about eating your partner's ass, but let's talk about it the other way around as well. Let's get this done. Let's get this rim job moment complete. So a lot of the questions when it comes to eating, um, uh, a man's ass. That was obviously the most common um, understanding of the question uh, was that they're scared of poo um, and you don't like hairy assholes. Okay. So does your boyfriend not shower? I'm so confused. Does your boyfriend not shower? Get him in the shower. I'll get them in the shower. Say, hey, babe, I want to eat your asshole. <laughs> Hey, I want to eat your asshole. And then get them to like focus on the ass a little bit, maybe put a little finger in while they're, while they're washing their ass and eat the ass. The hair, look, I don't really care about hairs, but I understand like you don't want hair between your teeth. But isn't that the same as, you know, sucking dick? You could ask them to shave it. I, I really think the hair and the poo fear is unfounded. Um, and I understand it. It's logical. It's reasonable. I'm not saying you go, I'm not gaslighting you and saying you're crazy, but it really is. I've eaten many a ass. <laughs> um, and none of them have ever been like pooey, like, or like the hair doesn't, the hair doesn't shed at a higher rate than on the balls and the asshole. You know what I mean? If we're talking about um, cis men. So that is first and foremost, the, the poo have a shower, the hair you can shave or like, Okay. And there were similar fears of being eaten out. So people were saying, I'm scared that I'll have pill on my asshole um, or that there'll be extra hair down there. The hair when it comes to women is something that I've been meaning to talk about for a little while. And that is our weird fear that we have, I think, because of how, uh, you know, female genitalia is presented in porn. Um and I guess how we're expected to be hairless. You're scared of having hair. I totally get this. I get this way as well. I don't think you're silly because society has conditioned us to be afraid of being hairy. I mean, whenever my leg hairs are more than a couple of millimeters, I go, oh, my legs are so spiky. Still, I'm 25 and I have this podcast and I still like feel the need to acknowledge to um, someone that I'm sleeping with that I know my legs are spiky. Um, or when I'm first sleeping with someone, I'll always shave before I sleep with them. But pretty quickly, I'll get over that. You know why? Because men are allowed to be hairy, so why aren't we allowed to be hairy? There are 
There's nothing – I've never, ever, 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 ever slept with someone where I've had, you know, a bit of extra hair in my pussoir. I mean, I had a full bush for a while with the ex-boyfriend that I love. Like, you go back and forth. I've never had someone say to me, your pussy's too hairy, I'm not going to eat you out. Like, that's just not a thing. Um, obviously, people have preferences and preferences for themselves and preferences for their partners, and that's totally fine. Um you know, you may prefer to have your partner have no hair and therefore you think it's only right that you want to have no hair or whatever. But I think there's no need to be insecure about missing some hair on your asshole um, because, like, I mean, you've put the effort in. You know, it's a thought that counts. I don't think they're gonna, there's going to be a little tuft of hair and your partner's going to go, I can't lick that piece of skin to make you come harder. That's not a thing. The poo thing as well. So what you need to do is before you get – do any kind of ass play. I mean, if it's just very low key ass play, if we're doing full anal, that's a whole other podcast that I am going to um, get someone else on to talk about. But if we're just talking about eating ass and getting ass eaten, we, what need to do is go in the shower, get soap on your fingers and like, just kind of rub your, rub your asshole a little bit. And then put like one finger in and just kind of like clean it out because they're not, they're not like power fingering your asshole. They're just licking the outside. You probably won't have poo on your asshole anyway, but I like to do this just so I know and so I can relax in case, yeah. But one time I did have my um, ex-boyfriend, um, he ate my ass and he ate some poo and we just laughed about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, because I was really sick. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, it's actually just funny. Like, it's totally fine. So anyone that's going near that area should be mature enough to know that, like, obviously the poo is a very, 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 low, very low risk. But, you know, I was getting my ass fingered and there was some extra little poo. He laughed about it. It was a, it was a funny time. It's a memory that we, we will treasure for the rest of our lives, I believe. But so cleanliness, you want to have a shower, just a little bit inside on a soapy finger. We'll sort it out, wash it off, and you'll feel better. And this is like immediately before. Also, if you know you're going to get your ass eaten, try not to eat like curry or like Mexican. Eat just like leafy greens. Eat just like very light stuff like a sandwich. You know what I mean? Don't have really, really heavy stuff. Don't have pizza. Don't have anything too oily. Just have something that you feel nice and light. And again, you aren't going to shit on someone's face. I'm telling you that right now. You aren't going to shit on someone's face unless you maybe have like IBS or something. Not trying to be funny. Genuinely, like I don't think unless you have an issue with your bowels, you aren't going to shit on someone's face. How often do you just randomly poo yourself? And that's how often you are going to shit on someone's face when they eat your ass. Licking your asshole isn't a button to say open up the gates. You know what I mean? Like, so let's move past that. Eating your partner's ass, eating your, eating your ass, eating if it's clean, it's totally fine. All right, I've just looked through my little uh, questions that you all asked me. And another one that was really common was the fear of the smell. Again, guys, when you, when you lick asshole, when you eat ass – it's honestly the same as looking like a random, like the back of someone's hand. I'm fucking telling you that right now. If they've had a shower, um, it it literally just is like licking a piece of flesh. There's there's nothing, there's nothing that is identifiable. If you do eyes closed and you were licking a little asshole, you'd be like, I, you know, is this someone's thumb and forefinger in a circle or is it in fact an asshole? Um, so that again, gone. So the smell, it's so fine. The poo factor, clean your asshole before. The hair factor, up to you, but I do think the hair factor is completely 
I think it's I think it's okay. Hair is hair, you know. Hair, body hair is natural. Body hair is, um, you know, it's 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 not a deciding factor for me. Maybe it is for you, but not for me. Um, now a lot of people have asked you, how do I ask my boyfriend to eat his ass? Now this is something that um, I've done many a time because I love eating ass. <laughs> I love it because it's kind of like, and this is the weirdest way to put it, but it's the only way that I can explain it. And I sound like I'm trying to write a romance novel, but this is just how I see it. When you're eating a straight cis man's ass and they're going out of their comfort zone, particularly if it's like the first time or the first couple of times and they haven't had that sensation before and they really enjoy it, it's like they're like, and this is the phrase that I hate saying, but it's the only way to describe it. It's like they're succumbing to pleasure. Ugh. Um, but it is. It's so hot because they end up getting like their legs up and they end up just really enjoying you eating that ass. And all you're doing is just licking around the asshole. We'll get to technique in a little bit. But it's so hot. The moaning is insane. And then eventually they usually ask for like a little finger in the asshole. I mean, men – anal play is amazing if you are prepared if you are open to it if you aren't mentally closed off to it which it's fine if you are if you don't want to do it that's totally fucking fine obviously consent is the first and foremost thing in this particularly when it's something new we need to get consent first but the way that I um I've kind of raised it in a non-sexual way in non-sexual environment so I'm sure I've heard this before on the podcast. I think the best way to approach new sexual activities is to ask someone like when you're having like dinner at home or like a glass of wine at home or when you're like even like on like a morning walk. I think it's best to ask for new sexual, uh, I guess, limits, not when you're having sex. Just because that guarantees the consent isn't just because they feel pressure to go along with it. So obviously as women, I'm sure a lot of us have done things we didn't feel comfortable with because we were or the person was already inside us or, you know, there's, we've already started, we're already naked in their bed and we're like, Ugh. And they go, oh, can I, uh, I don't know, can, you, can I face fuck you, for example? And you go, yeah, like whatever, because you're already starting it. No, we want actual consent for this. Also, then you know if your partner is completely off it just to not do it. But if, they, if they're like, oh, you know, it, it could be good, then you have, you know, you have room to um, let them experience it. Because I do think every man that I do it to fucking loves it. Like fucking loves it. Like more than me sucking their dick. Like I, I'm telling you this right now. And as we know, per Glug It Up episode 22, I sucked it pretty well. So... What you want to do is if you get that consent, you want to say, hey, babe, like I want to try this new thing. I like, And it's totally fine if you don't want to, but you can use this podcast, blame me, but like I heard this podcast and this girl said that she loves eating ass and every man that she slept with really enjoys getting their ass eaten and like maybe we could just try it tonight or whenever you're going to have sex next. Like could I just, you know, venture down to – could I venture down there? And – I've never had anyone say no. I mean, the people that I sleep with, to be fair, are very like sexually like liberated. Uh, the people that I sleep with are very much open to whatever because they're the people that I'm attracted to where they're very confident in themselves. And I also 
you know, I think a bit of the fear that men have when it comes to eating their ass eating is it's fucking gay. Like, okay, you homophobic fuck. Um, so if I ever was dating someone, to be honest, and I was like, can I eat your ass? And they were like, no, no, I'm not gay. I'd be like, I'm, I'm not seeing you again because you're a homophobic fuck. Um, and you, you have toxic masculinity. Like I feel like the reason why I like eating ass is because it is proof. It's the antithesis of toxic masculinity. It is like you are just succumbing to sexual pleasure and you are letting someone you're very vulnerable and you're doing something that's quote unquote go, even though it's fucking not, it's just a sexual experience, but you're letting go of any preconceived ideas of what sexuality and gender is, right? We all have a booty hole. We all have a little asshole. Um, and I know, I think, I think it's a really, it's a really exciting thing to do. So you want to ask your partner, you want to get at least a little bit of a green light. I mean, I think if you frame it in a way that this is something that I want to try and I think it would be really, really hot for me. Like I'm telling you, everyone listening to this, I've come from eating eating a man's ass and just like humping the bed. I've come from that. Like that's how hot I find this. This is like the it's so fucking hot eating ass. And I know I can see some of your faces right now. I can see some of your faces going yuck, ew, mm, you know, having that weird stank face on. But I'm fucking telling you, when you see someone that you are attracted to or you like care about or love really enjoying something that's new and exciting, it is so fucking hot. Like obviously we can make our partners come, we can make our partners um, really enjoy sex, but I think when it's something new and it's something that is like a crazy, in the words of NXS, new sensation, I think it's something different. So that's how we ask for consent. Present it as a fun new thing. Say you really want to do it. And also only do this if you want to do it because it's not going to be fun for you if you don't want to do it. Only do it if you want to do it and they want to do it. We're not having any unconsensual sex in this house. So now on to the actual, the technique. So obviously this happens. Um, I'm going to go with, oh, I guess gender neutral. Gender neutral. No. So I predominantly suck dick. So what I do is when I, and this would apply to eating pussy as well because it's obviously in the same location. It's in the same locale. It's in the same neighbourhood. When I'm sucking dick or if you're eating pussy, when you're eating pussy or whatever you're doing with whatever genitalia, um, I will do my glug it up on the penis. You can do your naughty little teasing thing that Ellie taught us about in my Comfortable In My Own Skin episode. And I lick down. There's obviously that little bit of skin in between either the vagina or the penis to the asshole. So there's like a little bit of like very sensitive skin. And you can tease that and see how they respond. Now, most people respond well to that because it does feel really, really good. And keep playing with, um, you know, keep rubbing the clit or keep like uh, jerking off the shaft of the dick as long as there's like a lot of spit on it. So keep working the genitalia however you want to work it. So keep going but then do a really gentle lick and see how they respond because obviously people can consent to things and not realise the feeling and if they respond poorly just get out of there. But most people will respond like get down to my asshole. I'm telling you that right now. Most people are like, oh, my God, yes. Like men have made ungodly sounds when I've done this. So you're still playing with – the pussy or the dick or whatever, 
and you're licking that bit of skin in between and you're teasing and you're going down, up a little bit more each time, kind of like a pendulum swing. So you're going like down, up and you aren't quite near the asshole yet. You aren't. You aren't. It's it's a fact you aren't. But you're going down and you just might go a little bit of your tongue on the asshole up back again, maybe like lick the pussy for a bit or suck the balls, you know, up and down. We're teasing. Now, remember, the biggest thing in sex and particularly oral sex is teasing and going back and forth and having a pattern. We don't want someone just to fucking – no one – no, people do enjoy just getting like fucking demolished like – with someone else's mouth, but it's always more pleasurable if we have a bit of teasing. Same for us eating. Up and down, we're licking. Oh, what is the sensation they're probably feeling? And you go up and down, lick, suck the balls, play with the dick. Maybe go and like suck the top of the dick again or just lick up the shaft. You can just lick the pussy. You can just play with the clip for a little bit longer. Go back down to the asshole and then after we've teased for a sufficient amount of time, we have the main event. You want to lick around the asshole, and a lot of people like different things with ass eating. Is what I've found. People may disagree, but I have people that enjoy like a like a circular around the rim, like a um. Where I'm doing it, in my mouth. You can hear probably the saliva, like a circle around the rim, and maybe your tongue go in the in the um booty hole a little bit, or people like licking it like it's um. I guess how you might like lick a clit some people like it can like made out so just try and listen to the moans and like i said the most audible moans happen when someone's eating their ass eaten like i'm fucking telling you and i don't you probably believe me but i'm telling you right here right now people lose their minds you want to get it wet obviously with oral the wetter you know the more loop the better so we're spitting we're licking and then a lot of people make sure you don't have any fake nails on any you know, long nails, but a lot of people do like a little bit of penetration after their assholes kind of open up and relaxed. Um, because what I find is that I can, you know, take a lot in my ass, but only if I'm relaxed, not thinking about it. So you can't just go in and be like, ah, like here's some fingers. You've got to warm them up. You've got to make sure they feel safe and they're enjoying this sensation because it is a new feeling they're feeling. Then you want to just spit on your finger a bit while you're going into the, the asshole, the hole. Um, and just put literally the first like millimeter or two of your finger and just put pressure basically on the asshole. And then you're looking around the rim while you're doing this and they'll respond in a certain way. Like either you go, Oh no, no, no. Or they'll be like, you know, again, ungodly sounds. Um, then you want to put your finger in the asshole a little bit more. And usually it only really takes, particularly for beginners, just, just a little, the first up to the first knuckle. And when you're in there, you want to do like a, not a circle, not an in and out, but like a scoop. <laughs> now, you're not going to scoop poo out before I say this, but like a scooping motion, like a like a wave motion. So you're going in and turning, then coming out, in, turning, coming out, in, turning, coming out, while still looking around the outside of the asshole. Think about fingering a pussy and how you still want to get the clit licked. You still want to have the outside of the asshole being licked and touched and played with while you're still getting penetrated. Um, now, I will also sometimes continue to go up to the, the dick and I'll suck dick while I'm fingering um, the asshole, or I'll at least like spit on the balls and suck the balls or, and obviously you can, I really like getting my pussy eaten while getting my ass fingered. Now this is all from the perspective of obviously the person giving said rim job. If you're getting a rim job to enjoy it, you need to get out of your head about the poo. 
What is my life? <sighs> so get out of your head about the poo. Stop thinking about the poo. You're not going to poo on them. Like I said, you're only going to poo on them how many times you poo in random public places, which is I'm assuming not very often. Um, you want to relax. You want to enjoy it. You want to understand it's a new sensation. It's going to feel weird, but when you really lean into it, it's going to feel fucking amazing. Um, when they start fingering your ass, it's only going to feel good if you are relaxed. If you're tensed up and nervous about it, it's going to hurt probably more than, more than it needs to. Um, uh, and yeah, this is a big precursor to anal. Uh, and anal is something that I used to say I would never do, but then I, at one point in my life was having anal more than I was having like vaginal penetration. Um, because it just is fucking incredible. And I always, I always was like, I'm assuming a lot of you listening. I was like, no, I'm not doing anal. I'm not doing it. Like it's too painful. Yuck. It is poo. It hurts. We'll have a whole episode about this, I think, but this is a really great foreplay to anal or even into anal play. And then if you like getting your ass eaten or your partner's in the ass eaten, you can get prostate massages for men or you can get um, butt plugs for all genders. Um, but yes, that's that's how we eat ass. I mean, if you have any more questions, let me know. I might do a little mini episode explaining more if you have any more, you know, specific questions about technique or – yeah, but just make sure your partner trusts you and or trust your partner, trust the person doing it and relax and remember this is for your pleasure. If you aren't enjoying it, you can stop it at any time and tell your partner the same thing but it is a really exciting thing to do and it's really fucking hot and I hope at least one of you DMs me saying I ate my partner's ass and they came harder than ever before. Okay, so we're going to answer one question before I go. Um, this has been a bit of a short episode, but I'm traveling. I'm sorry. Um, and I've got to go record a different podcast and a guest on something and then I'm having a few meetings today. So I really liked this question because I feel as though a lot of the questions that I receive are from when people have been fucked over and fair enough. That is so fucking difficult. I mean, I feel as though I get fucked over every fucking month. Um, But this question was a little bit different and it's framed in a different way. Hi, Abby. Love your podcast so much. So I cheated in my last relationship and then after we broke up, I hooked up with her best friend who was also my friend and she found out and it all exploded and was super messy. I know all the usual stuff like forgive yourself and be kind to your heart and all that. I know there's context and different sides to every story, but I'm having such a hard time because it feels completely different to the person I'm proud of being. When it first happened, I was all right with it, but it's taking me a long time to process. It even feels more painful than other times people have broken my heart. We're just wondering if you've gone through this, any advice to work through it? Um, yeah, so I have fucked up many times. I fucked up in big ways many times, um, uh, to really good people who didn't fucking deserve it. Um, really nice people that weren't my person. Uh, I didn't fuck up in a way that I like ruined the love of my life, but I did fuck up with genuinely good people. Um, I've, yeah, I've cheated on people before um, and I'm not proud of that. Um, it makes me, I mean, even now, like obviously like the way I'm speaking, I feel very ill about it. So I totally understand this, this point where you start to question like, who am I becoming? What am I doing? 
Um, now I'm not sure why you cheated and I'm not sure why, um, you hooked up with her best friend, but I was actually speaking to a friend about something similar last night that may not be related to you at all, but it is, um, an interesting thought that I had. So obviously I've had a lot of, uh, really bad relationships where I've kind of been treated like shit. And when I come out of those relationships, it's kind of this thing in my head and also this thing that I mean, my friends tend to have in their heads where I deserve to go out and do what I want and nah, nah, nah. And while, yes, do what you want to a certain extent, I think that thought can be kind of toxic because you then feel as though you're able to not punish, not punish, you're able to kind of right the wrongs of your ex with a new person. And this obviously is not conscious. You're sitting there planning and being, being devious, but I'll give you an example. So there have been times where I have been fucked over by ex-boyfriend that I love and I dated someone new and in an effort to, I guess, put a wall up or stop myself from being fucked over. I've then cheated on the person. Immature, stupid, awful thing to do. Um, but I've actually told that person now and we, we, we sorted it out. Like we're so completely fucking fine now. Um, but, uh, I think that the reason why you do this is because you feel as though, well, I've been, I've been fucked over so many times. I've gone through trauma. I've been tormented for so fucking long. Why the fuck do I owe anyone else any better? And you maybe go off the deep end now. Again, I have no idea why I cheated, but this is the thought process that I have had and a friend of mine, uh, a couple of friends of mine actually lately and I've had this conversation where it's like, you feel like, well, I deserve to have a bit of fun. I deserve to do whatever the fuck I want. I don't owe anyone anything, which is right. You don't owe anyone anything, but if you want to keep self-sabotaging, you're going to keep fucking self-sabotaging and you do owe someone that you'll, if you've agreed to be monogamous and a monogamous relationship, you do owe them at least honesty. Um, and I think a lot of the time, I mean, we've had this conversation with Danny about cheating on the podcast. Um, but cheating is a very complex thing. I don't think there are very many people who go out and they're like, I'm going to cheat on someone just to hurt them. And while it may be easy to think that way, that um, someone is going out of their way to upset you, there's, there's often a different weird subconscious reason like that. Or I'm not, you know, excusing anyone who's been cheated and cheated on and hurt and of course it's awful, but there's always some weird, some weird subconscious thing when you get to the root of it. And often we never get to the root of it because people aren't willing to acknowledge their own bad behavior and will either disappear or they will just sweep it under the rug and you as a couple will sweep it under the rug. Um, but so back to your question about cheating on someone and hurting someone, I guess regardless of the, of the reason you hurt someone really badly and then you got with her uh, best friend and Unfortunately, you, you can't change that and you're just going to have to work to make amends. Now, I don't know if you're still friends with this person, if you still see this person, but you've realized your limits of what you want to be as a person and that's great because some people, a lot of people will cheat on someone once or do something like this once and will have no guilt and will just keep doing it and push their boundaries further and further and further. So they will cheat on someone by kissing someone in one relationship and they'll go, well, that didn't feel that bad. And like, what's the big deal here? Sociopath energy. And they'll go and, you know, get their genitals licked by somebody or get their booty hole eaten by someone else. And then the next time they're like, well, you know, 
I had no repercussions and it didn't hurt me and the person never found out so they weren't hurt either. So, I, you know, that's this weird, awful snowball effect when you have a lack of empathy. But you obviously have empathy and you feel awful about this. I think if it's really bothering you that much, as per usual, go to therapy. But I think a good thing you could do is is talk to her about it if she's willing to speak to you, is have a conversation and explain what you did, explain how awful you feel, but don't make it all about you. Just say, listen, I feel terrible about this. Can we talk it through? Talk about the situation. Um, don't expect forgiveness because they actually don't owe you forgiveness for doing the bare minimum. The bare minimum and um, just saying, saying sorry. But I think it's good to have things out in the open. I think the huge issue that a lot of us have is that we like, do, we fuck up and we bottle it up and we're like, oh, I don't want to touch that because I'm so ashamed of what I did. So definitely talk to her, talk to whoever you need to talk to. And then understand that it's actually, it's not a good thing what you did, but it is a good thing that you've realized your boundaries and you want to get better as a person. That's, that's incredible that you, you, this is on your mind so much that you've emailed me and that you're like, how do I fucking deal with this? That's a huge step. You can't take back what you did. There is no way to take back what you did. No fucking way. You can't, you can't even really make it better. And you have to accept that. You can talk to her about it. You probably won't get forgiveness. You can have a chat. I think that would help you a little bit in, you know, having all of this conversation out in the open, but you aren't going to take it back. You aren't going to change what happened or how you've made her feel. Um, I think once you accept that, it will be much easier to, to move on. Um, now I'm wondering as well, do you feel so guilty because you've been cheated on as well? Like, do you, you know, this pain, you understand how awful it is. Um, and I think, I think it would really, really benefit you going to therapy for a little bit and talking to someone who's a third party and who's able to let you see your actions not as quote-unquote right or wrong but as what you did and how we deal with the repercussions of that. I mean, I already fucked up things and I go to my therapist and I go to complain about the other person and I realise that I was in the wrong uh, quite regularly and and it's quite good to – learn how you're hurting others or why you hurt others because there is a reason why you did this. Um, and I don't think it's because you're just a piece of shit. I really don't think it's this thing of like, you cheated, therefore you're worthless. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe it whatsoever um, because I've cheated on people and I it's not once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't agree with that at all. I think that's a very ridiculous idea. Um, I've cheated on people and I wouldn't cheat on someone now. Um I think that you're a good person. I don't think that you've you've not done something so horrendously awful that it colours who you are for the rest of your life. And I think the fact that you want to um, not do that again and you realise your boundaries is a really, really huge step and it shows what kind of person that you are and that is a good person and you fucked up. You fucked up. You would accept you fucked up badly but not badly enough to – to feel shit about yourself. Making yourself feel guilty isn't going to make this go away. What is going to make it go away is working on yourself, being a better person and perhaps having communication with this person. It will not change the past, but hopefully it will mold your future to make sure you don't do this again. Um, and you understand yourself better. All right, everyone. So I'm going to head off. 
Thank you so much for seeing this week. I'm sorry it was fucking, what, three days late, two days late. Um, but, you know, I'm just a crazy, crazy girl. I'm just in Sydney, but um, next week we'll be back on Tuesdays and we might have another little mini episode between then and now. All right, ciao.